Hey, everybody. Welcome into a new episode of Sunny Days and Double Plays, a Palm Beach baseball podcast. It's me, Mike B., and I'm back to talk about baseball from the Palm Beaches. Uh, today's episode, we were supposed to be joined by Dave Sally, but a scheduling conflict has pushed him back to next week. I was able to find a very strong and very suitable replacement. I am joined by Ken Link III of the Tribe, the catcher and the centerpiece of our baseball team. I also have our normal previews of the week games with our Vegas betting lines. Unfortunately, I'm not joined by Ivani this week. Um, our normal scheduling recording day is Thursday. Uh, that happened to be Ivani's birthday. Uh, so happy birthday to him from, from all of us in the league. Uh, so we had to push back Ivani. He'll be joining me back next week for our Vegas betting lines. But I do have my stuff recorded, so I will definitely put that in for you guys to listen to. Um, but that's what the show is going to have for you in the future. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to the week that was from the games around the Palm Beaches. We'll start with a walk-off winner for the Palm Beach Thunder as they clipped the Tribe by a final score of 3-2 to two in 10 innings. The Thunder got, a, got the win after a sack fly from Mike Ipolito, who scored Michael Jordan after he got on via being hit by pitch. The win on the mound goes to Caleb Pitts, who threw the final six for the Thunder after Josh Mallory went four, allowing the two runs that the Tribe scored. Pitts, in the final six innings, struck out 11 Tribe hitters, allowing only one hit. The tough luck loss on the mound for Tribe goes to Garrison Smith, who gave up one run on a hit in two innings after he replaced Tribe starter Kimon Kesey, who went the first seven and a third, giving up only four hits and two unearned runs while punching out six. The Tribe were led offensively by Ken Link III, who went two for two and also was hit by two pitches, getting on base all four times that he was up. Colin Lyle went two for four, while Kesey and Sam Moss each recorded a hit. For the Thunder, the, the game-winning RBI was driven in again by Mike Ipolito. He also had two hits. Guy Bucharto had two walks, helping uh, get more guys on base path, while Cleveland Westbrook, Wisley Correa, Keaton Ijims all had a hit for the Thunder. The JEG Reds stay undefeated as they were able to win two games in a doubleheader. First game, they defeated the Astros by a final score of 11-6. to six and then defeated Los Padres by a final score of 11-2. to This game was close while I was there because I went and checked it out. Uh, I left the score was 3-1 in favor of the Reds. Uh, I was told later after the game by Ivani that that game got out of hand late as the Reds were able to take advantage of some Padre mental mistakes. The Padres, however, did not go winless on the weekend as they defeated the Caribbean Stars in a 9 a.m. game as Mikey Melendez threw a complete game for Los Padres. The Astros, though, were not as fortunate uh, as the Padres, as they dropped the second game of their doubleheader, as they lost to the Delray Nationals by a final score of 13 to one. The train kept rolling for the Nationals, though, as they also had an early morning game against the South Florida Beach Bums. They won that game by a final score of seven to two. Austin Armstrong started and went the distance for the Nationals. He laid six hits, two runs, only one of which was earned, while walking four and punching out seven. The loss goes to Mike Wasong, who went the first five, allowing eight hits. Six runs, but only one of which was earned and striking out three. For the Nationals, Gomez went four for four with an RBI. Zach went two for three with two RBIs. George went three for four. Alberto two for four, while Brett Fick went one for three with an RBI. Yes, that is the same Brett Fick that I had on the show uh, last week who had his banana ball game. Uh, That is still available. You can go watch that on YouTube right now. Go to YouTube.com and in that search box, type in Savannah Bananas. Uh, A lot of fun there. For the Beach Bums, uh, John DeLue had, went two for three with an RBI. Dave Sally went two for three. And Aricio went one for three with a double. 
The Marlins go 2-0 on their weekend as they were able to defeat the Red Sox by a final score of 4-1 and the Heat by a final score of 16-5. The Sugar Kings defeated the Warriors 16-3. The Derby Sluggers picked up a victory over the Angels by a final score of 2-1. The Angels only had one hit in this game. It came from Pupo. Uh, Ryan Romero drove in the only run the Angels had with a sacrifice fly in the seventh to tie the game. But in the eighth, Chad Kalinske drove in the game-winning run for the Derby Sluggers. And our last game of the weekend included the other walk-off. Uh, the D-backs rallied back to beat the Hurricanes by a final score of 6-5 to five on a single by Mitchell. Jamal McCleary got the start for the Diamondbacks. He went to front seven, allowed six hits, three runs, all of which were earned while striking out three. The win on the mound, though, goes to Jacob Williams, who went the last two, allowing three hits, two runs, both of which were earned. For the Diamondbacks, offensively, Mitchell went four for five with an RBI, that being the game winner. Donnie Teachman went two for three with two RBIs, while DJ Watt went three for four with an RBI and a run scored. Our updated standings through this week in the American division, the Nationals lead the way at 7-0-1, while the Marlins are 6-2. The Padres are 4-4, the Tribe and the Hurricanes sit at 3-4, and and the Angels are at 1-7. In the National division, the Thunder lead the way at 6-2. They're followed by the Beach Bums at 5-3. The Diamondbacks and the Red Sox are 4-4 while the Caribbean Stars sit at 3-4-1, and one, and the Derby Sluggers are now 2-6. and six. Finally, in the Central Division, the JEG Reds sit at 9-0, and oh, the Sugar Kings are at 6-3, and three, the Astros at 5-4, and four, the Heat are sitting at 4-5, and five, while the Warriors are 1-8, and eight, and the Panthers are 0-9. Oh that is the week that was in the, the Palm Beaches. I'm now going to flip it over to my interview with the heart and soul of the St. Lucie Tribe baseball team and the owner of Tribe Intensive, Mr. Ken Link III. I talked to Ken about um, what is Tribe Intensive. I also talked to him about his battles um, and winning his fight with addiction and those things. Uh, it's a great episode for you guys to listen to. It's a great interview. I appreciate Ken being as open as he is with me. Um, so give it a listen. Uh, he's got a lot of fun stuff to say. He's got a lot of good things to say. And I think it might, uh, I think it might be eye-opening to some of you guys to see the battle that this guy's gone through. Uh, to join the field with us. So uh, here's the interview with Ken. Two. Sunny days and double plays, a Palm Beach baseball podcast. I'm back with a gentleman that I will distinct the honor to of being someone that I would vote a captain of the team if we were playing hockey. Uh, the heart and soul of the tribe defense. Uh, I'm joined other by number three, Mr. Ken Link the third. Ken, how are we doing? Good, man. Good. How are you? Uh, we're good. Enjoying another day here in uh, South Florida, trying not to die of a heat stroke. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm driving. I turned off my AC for this podcast, so <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys better do it. Well, we appreciate it. Um, all right, so let's hop right into it. Um, as I said, the heart and soul of the tribe defense. Um, as someone who gets to share the honor of sitting on a baseball bucket next to your father, um, yeah. I've I've. Felt, I've, I've played with you now for shoot almost six seasons if you count the two a year and I've played yeah. against you for another two um, I, I hold no lies when I say that um, it's come to my my attention that when you go we go um, yeah. you're a guy who is a table setter for us um, a guy who gets the ball moving um, you're also a guy who likes to be a little fiery yeah. Yeah, at times, at times. I've, I've, uh, I've, I would say, well, let's, I would say this. I have considerably 
as I've grown older, have gotten a little bit less fiery, but the fire is still there, if that makes sense. Um, yes. And then, you know, at different times, obviously less, I mean, I, less less so than before. Um, I am I'm known as the calmer link. Let's just say that. That is the understatement of the year. <laughs> um, and there's three of them. And I would wholeheartedly agree with that assessment. Yeah. And I've had, yeah. I've, I've all, had I'm all... the calmer of all three. There wasn't a day when that was the case, but <laughs> I think it is now. I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I've had to talk the other two off the ledge yeah. quite a few times recently. Um, yeah. But no. Uh, so let's, let's start. Uh, obviously, you came in the league as a member of the Panthers. Your dad yeah. put a team in. Or were you scores when you first came in? Well, we were, I think we were Panthers as when we first came in and then we were scores. So, um, and then we, and then we and, were score, Panthers again and then we were scores again. And then yeah, it, fl- it flip flopped and it was weird at times, but you know, at, since I think it was since 2017, we've been a team or maybe 16. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we've been going a, we've been going a while now. No, for sure. And I, I know that uh, you guys started, it was you, it was Andrew, uh, your dad at the helm. Uh, Melly's been there for yeah, pretty he's much been the there whole a way. Yep, yep. Um, Bones has been on and off basically since I can remember. Yep. Um, anybody else that's from the original? Oh, man. Uh, well, Ch- Chino. Chino, uh, Chino yep. with us for a while. Um, he, he's not playing this season, I don't think, but he'll be back. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Um, we lost a, a couple guys this year that were, uh, well, this year and last year that were part of this original squad, but it's changed over the years. I mean, it, it's definitely, it's definitely changed, but it gets, uh, you know, it changes for the good a lot. So no, definitely. Um, I, I see this as a, this tribe team, the, the 2022 summer team is a team that I feel like is taking that family vibe where other teams yeah. we've been teammates and there have been there's been like the the alienated guy i feel like this team from top to bottom from your dad to me to you to dan to to colin to melly to anybody that you can list on this roster i really feel like this is the team the, like the family vibe yeah i mean it's uh it's definitely like that i feel like and we've been we've been kind of in the situation where we've had a large roster so the last couple seasons have been like 25 to 30 man rosters so it's like a it's a lot of people and to get those guys all in the game it's a tough it's a tough thing and usually we're playing people pretty tight we're never really blowing people out so um it's tough to get everybody in the game but the beautiful thing about our team is i feel like anyone on that team can come in and play a part you know no absolutely i agree with you wholeheartedly i said that to your dad um i I trust one through 15 like I would trust any, anybody else um you know it, it's fun coaching you guys but yeah. let's uh let's divert back let's yes. let's first start we're gonna go I'm gonna let you describe what is tribe first and then we'll then we'll hear your story all right so tribe tribe is a uh where do I start so tribe intensive is well I'll, I'll start there tribe intensive is the name of uh the business that I own with a, a dear friend of mine and uh, and someone that I got sober with, uh, Tommy McGuire, he, he helped me get sober. Um, it's a drug and alcohol treatment center. Uh, it's It was formed in 2019. 
we have hopes of opening our second location in Marlton, New Jersey, within a couple months. I mean, that's a hope. I mean, this the state of New Jersey is in shambles right now, uh, you know, state government wide. And, uh, you know, it's just been a mess getting licensure there. But regardless, we're ready to go up there. So that should be soon. Already, and we're only in 2022. So we've we've outlasted COVID. I mean, uh, with the whole COVID thing across the country, I, I mean, where we play baseball, we, we didn't really feel it that much. I mean, you know, Florida has been like the the beacon of do whatever you want, really, during that whole thing. Um, and we really didn't feel it much, but we, we outlasted that. Um, we, we made it through. As you know, with, with all that stuff going on, uh, COVID and whatever else is going on in the country at, at different times, it's it's been quite divided over the last couple of years. But um, mental health has been on the rise, mental health issues. And, and we play a small part in that, being an addiction treatment center. A lot of people turn to, to drugs and alcohol to... Um, <coughs> to quell any any issues they may have and what tribe intensive does is we're an outpatient treatment center so if you're addicted to drugs and alcohol which many americans are one in five people uh know somebody uh that they talk to every single day that is addicted to drugs and alcohol uh in one shape or form so uh we we stand to be the aftercare the premier aftercare provider for anyone seeking help integrating back into the community after they detox themselves so we have many close partners we work with that we trust that if someone were to reach out to me and say hey ken i uh you know i i need help man i'm struggling with alcohol or hey my son is uh he's really uh having some issues with drugs you know uh can you help absolutely i can help you know and i would direct them to a detoxification facility um and, and then after that detox facility if they wish to, to continue their care, they would come to a place like Tribe Intensive. Now, what we do here is we'll help people find jobs. We'll help them build resumes. We'll help them enroll in school. We'll help them get back the life that drugs, that they let drugs and alcohol take from them. So kind of getting people back on track. Now, there's where the baseball ties into this is I've had countless guys come through that treatment center and say, hey, Ken, Man, I, I, I see those pictures you post of baseball and you, you guys play on Sundays. And yeah, we actually do. And, and and part of the thing that I like doing is bringing these guys into the fold, you know, like. Uh, bring, and that gives them purpose, because when I got sober in 2016, it was. It was one thing after this. So the guys in this area that I, that I live in Port St. Lucie, they were in the recovery community that guys that I befriended took me under their wing. Hey, you want to play, you want to play baseball this Sunday? And this, we're just talking like Sandlot type stuff, go down to the ballpark and play, you know? And then you want to play basketball on Wednesdays. It gave me something to look forward to, you know? And, and at this time I was, you know, I'm not like a young man at the time I was 29. So I was like, I was a grown man, but to, to be asked to do that type of stuff, it gave me something to look forward to. And it gave me something to like, you know, that camaraderie, because that's something I've always searched for in my life is that the camaraderie of sports uh, was was everything to me. It was less about the the talent or the play. It was more like the friendships I built, the joking in the dugout, all that stuff like that. That makes me tick. So, you know, if I can provide that for someone that's new in recovery or trying to get their life back on track, I think it adds to their 
you know, just that, that toolbox that they receive from treatment and all that other stuff, like that they might get like therapy. It's like baseball on Sundays could be another tool, you know, like, Hey, I'm thinking about drinking or relapsing and, and it's Friday night. Nah, I got to get to Sunday. We got a, we got a game against, you know, the thunder or whatever, you know, that's, if I can provide that for someone, then, then I've won, you know? So I think that being like, offering that to people that come through the treatment center is awesome. And I love doing it. And I love bringing guys in the fold. We have a couple guys on the team right now. I won't name them, but they've stuck it out. They've stayed sober and they they're still on this team. And it brings me like, as an older guy, like I'm not old, old, but like my better, my better playing years are well, well behind me. So like, it's, it's awesome to, to sit back on the seat and like, look at everyone coming back out and playing and like, getting their life back together it's more than the game you know it's it's like it's just a really special thing for me and my father having two addict sons he's more than thrilled with it because you know he gets it's like they're all his sons you know it's it's just really cool so when you talk about like the passion and everything that you know that he may have for the game it's like he when he steps on a field he's always been like this it's like he views every single guy on that team like it was his own son, you know? So it's, he, he takes it there because it it's, it's like that for him. So, but, but tribe started, like I said, 2019, we've been going strong ever since. And we're, we're happy to provide those services to the community because I came from the literal gutter. So, I mean, I had a great upbringing. You guys know my father, uh, my mother's a, a phenomenal woman hard to provide a good life um i never uh needed for anything um i i I received a a comfortable middle class life uh, you know so i had nothing that threw me into drug addiction it was just you know whatever took me there i just enjoyed feeling euphoria and whatever else and always chasing something and you know to to get it to get to the life i have now you know, I was, I was homeless off some of the exits where we play at, you know, so to, to be able to, to be on this team and to be able to provide these services in the community is, it's a true blessing, man. It really is. No, absolutely. And that's something that, you know, we, we're, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're obviously a part of this strong foundation in the community. Um, What you guys are doing is absolutely great for anybody and everybody that needs to help. Um, I can't recommend Ken and those guys enough there. Um, let's actually, you, you talked about how, you know, there was a time where, you know, you were, you were living off of yes. the underpasses. Yep. I guess let's, let's not go in the full story because that, that, that's, a, that's a deep one. Let's yeah. talk about, let, let's, let's talk about the moment that, that the, the, the doors opened and you were, you were given the opportunity to move forward and get out from that area. And, yeah. So and, and I mean, have that, the positive that, upbringing. what really happened was, you know, I was sober beforehand. I was sober in the Port St. Lucie area and Palm Beach area for a short period of time before I got about a year before I, I relapsed and went back out on the street. Now, if that's just the nature of how I am, when I use and I drink, it's like I, I go balls to the wall. I can't stop. It's very messy for everyone. So you know, I, I like to clear out from my family because all I do is cause havoc. So I, I would choose homelessness. It's not like, you know, 
I wasn't like this, uh, you know, your typical homeless person that's really down on their use their, you know, they helping hand up, you know, I, mean, I chose homelessness, you know, I, I chose it. I wanted it. I loved the life of no responsibility and euphoria. And it took a long time to, to get out of that. And, you know, it's, uh, my, my current, uh, fiance, we've been together for a long, long time. We were out on the street together. Um, we, you know, she's now the mother of my two children, my two beautiful children. So, um, it, what, what brought me out of it was the friendships I, I built in, that first year of, of sobriety down here, it was, uh, you know, my, like I said, my business partner that I started this thing with, um, he was a good friend of mine and he, you know, he was there to help me when I needed it. And, and, uh, you know, he was sober and he never, he never had relapsed, uh, um, while I was sober this, that, that time. So he was there to help. And, and what he did was, you know, he, he was, you know, he let me do it on my own time. You know, he was, he, he would come visit me, but he wouldn't be pressing with it. You know, he just let me know he was there and I, I would be lying if I said I didn't squander some of the opportunities he gave me. But finally I did, I did take the help and, uh, you know, I went out of state to get some help and then came back here and, you know, there was a little bit of a struggle period. You know, I, I, the girl that I was with, like I said, you know, we're together now, but there was, there was some struggle. She had left me and that was a, a very difficult decision. Uh, I'm sure for her and it, it weighed heavy on me because that was, uh, you know, the woman I loved and I, I wanted to spend my life with and, but we had been using together and we weren't, you know, we were toxic and, and all that stuff. So we wouldn't have gotten sober if we hadn't separated. So we took that period and I, I took a period of reflection and, and got my shit together and, you know, she did the same and we came back together and, you know, like I said, the rest is history. Two beautiful kids, a house. We just we just bought a house last November. Uh, you know, we I've been sober since 2016. She's been sober since the same year. So I mean, it's it's like it's it, when it when it was the right time for me, it was the right time. And when I was done, I was done. I mean, it's I always tell people this: you can you can be just be there to love someone from love someone from afar. Uh, you don't need to support them financially or, or whatever else, but just be there when the time is right that they need help and just put that hand out because, you know, we, we oftentimes think like, Oh, it has to be the guy with the Brown paper bag in the gutter, but you know, it could be, I would be willing to bet that there's probably 15 to 20 addicts on that ball field. When we play every Sunday throughout the day, there's probably 15 to 20 of them. And they're just, Either they can semi-operate or, uh, you know, maybe they're down, maybe they're really down and out and they just don't say anything, but it's like, you never know who it is. I mean, I've seen being in this field, I've, I've seen cops, judges, uh, military veterans, uh, lawyers, um, you know, high school kids. I've seen college kids. I've seen many, many star athletes. Um, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting former, like top, I mean, top like nationally televised championship collegiate athletes. Like I've met them. Um, you know, I, I haven't had the pleasure to meet a pro athlete in, uh, you know, in my travels, but I mean, I've met them, but not in addiction, but regardless they're out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't discriminate the disease. And, you know, when I was ready, I was ready. And the people that I met, it's the friendships you make 
you know, and, and a lot of people that are probably older in life know that friendships, you know, you may lower your amount of friends, but the quality friendships are, are, they mean the world to you. And, and those quality friendships brought me through. So they were there for me. They were there to help me. And, uh, when I was ready, it was, it was time. That's awesome. We're, we're glad, we're glad that it, it, it's moving in the right direction. Um, I've had the privilege of meeting, uh, both of your children. Absolute, yep. Yep. absolute beauts. Um, you guys, you guys make a good child. Let's put it that way. Yeah. They um, take a lot after their mother. I mean, I'm lucky. <laughs> um, so let's, let's move back to the baseball field. Yeah. yeah. Uh, currently sitting at three and four, we've had a couple of tough losses recently. Got a yeah, big game against there. They, they hurt more than blowouts. I'll tell you that the last two have hurt a lot. Uh, two weeks ago against the beach bums, we shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Uh, left, yeah. Left. I, I, I'll, I'll, I would say the, the turning point of that game, obviously my outburst, which I regret. Um, yeah, it was, uh, that was a tough one. You know, we were in a tight game. I mean, to have your catcher who's catching your current pitcher, who's still on the mound, uh, you know, outburst like that and get ejected. It was not a, a pleasant experience. And I think it went a little bit downhill from there. And then this last week, um, and you guys put some fight in that game at the end, but uh, this last week with the Thunder, that was, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better pitching game than that. I mean, two to one or, or whatever the final score was, three, two. It was, that was a beautiful game. I mean, it was, is anything you could ask for in a baseball game? Um, but yeah, we were on the, uh, we were on the losing end of it. And that's just how it is sometimes that, that last, they produced, they produced a run that last inning. I mean, that, that was run production at its best. So um, making it hurt if you will. So yeah, yeah, those one run, those one, two run victories uh, or, or defeats, they, they hurt. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely hurt a lot more than the uh, like 11, two game that we lost earlier this year to the Marlins. Um, yeah, that couple, game, that... couple, couple <laughs> hits and couple hit by pitches away from, you know, being five and three, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so talking about hit by pitches, um, I have a <laughs> joke with you that you are the human hit by pitch and that you have some kind of magnet in your arm or back. Um, I think you have been hit by about 12 pitches in seven games so far. this Yeah. I, uh, so I always had this, uh, (laughs) I always had this strategy when I was younger and all throughout when I, when I played competitively was, you know, if I, if I get down an account, I'm in on the plate and I'm going to make it hard for you. And a lot of pitchers, you know, they have their different, they have their different strategies of what to do there. I mean, if someone's way up, they might throw on you. They might brush you off. They might whatever they want to do. You know, every pitcher's got their own, you know, playbook in mind. But, you know, it's it's brought me a lot of success um, in getting on base when I'm when I'm in a, you know, when the pitcher's in an advantageous count. Um, I've since made the decision that that's probably not best. I'm going to try and get off the plate. And I've been doing that and still getting hit. So I don't even know what it is, man. I really don't. <laughs> that's why i think you have a magnet in your in your body somewhere it's just, yeah it's there's, just so my serious. left my left shoulder is like a got it's been it's been beaten down this last yeah. couple weeks no for sure um so let's talk about the teams that we face um i play yeah. this game with everybody that i have on the show uh yeah. where i name a team and you just give me the first word that comes to mind and then if you want to describe explain the word a little bit that's fine um We'll start with a team in our division. We've played them once already. We have a date with them in a couple of weeks. Uh, the 
back-to-back defending champion Delray Nationals? Uh, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is hitting through the lineup. I would say that they're one of the better teams that hit every, everyone on the, in the lineup is pretty dangerous. No, that's, that's for sure. Um, I actually had uh, Brett Fick on last week from them who was playing with the Savannah bananas on Tuesday night. So he, uh, he, he was the uh, designated hitter, I think in that game. I didn't actually get to watch the whole thing. But I know he got a base hit in the game, so thumbs up to Brett for that. Shout out to him. Yeah, there um, you go. Team we're actually going to play this week, uh, 12.30 tilt from St. Alicia's. We play the Palm Beach Red Sox. Tell me about – tell me the word that describes them. Oh, I would have to say uh, – the first thing that comes to mind would be Paul. I mean, rubber rubber arm, always pitching, always going deep into games. He's, uh, you know, he's just a, a good pitcher. I would say uh, – but we always – just tight we always there's those certain teams we always play pretty tight no absolutely they're definitely one of them another team we play fairly tight uh the palm beach diamondbacks yes scrappy scrappy team they're 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 a team that i would probably uh compare most to us like they got they they just got that scrap in them that makes sense um Try to look at the, the schedule real quick to see if I can. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about the Marlins. Uh, Marlins, on... I would say the the Marlins. I always associate pretty good pit, pitching with. I mean, I, I I've always thought that they had they've always put pretty good pitchers on the mound. No, no, they definitely did against us. Uh, the, yeah, the, the couple guys that threw against us definitely kept us off balance most of the yep. day. Um, a team that we've actually shared a dugout with uh, in tournament play. Uh, they were the Gators then. They're now Los Padres. Yes, Padre. They're they're a very good team. That very good hitting team. Very good hitting team. I've watched. I've had the pleasure of being like. Uh, I've seen them like they've been playing on. I wasn't at the pot the, the game we played them this year, but I've seen them like on different fields next to us. And boy, man, they they hit they hit the ball. They hit it, and, they and hit I like and I like seeing them. I like seeing them turn it around. Like they were. Uh, the Gators were like one of the bottom tier teams before, and now they're like they're they're pushing, man. Yeah, when they were like team MVP. Yeah, they're pushing. And then they then they then they rebranded, and now it's just been onward and upward for them. Yeah, um, La- love love Avani. It's my uh, he's my new uh, co-host of the preview segment, um, but he's out this week because it's his birthday today. So. Special shout oh, out to him awesome. for his birthday. I mean, I've met some good people in this league, man. There's a lot of good guys. A lot of good guys. Um, all right, last team before we move on to the final topic. Yeah. Uh, tell me, tell me your thoughts. Um, and I, I'm going to say that they're an internet sensation. I'm going to go with the Derby Sluggers. Derby Sluggers. Um, I. I don't have enough about them, man. They're young. They're super. What I've what I've gathered, and I, I caught against them, so I got to see their their faces when they came up. They're they're a baby team. They're they're babies. They're young. I think that if once they once they develop like a core, I think because they came in a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Once they develop that like core group, I think they'll be pro- they'll be a problem because they're they're they look like they got the young guys, man. And well, they're just gonna keep getting younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so. I've brought this up to every member that I've had on the show. Um, 
hopefully next week I have Dave on. Um, he it was supposed to be this week, but he got swamped with work. So I was able to pivot to you. Um, the All-Star Game. It was a tradition that Lou had whenever Lou had the league. I want Dave to bring it back. I've come up with different ideas, thought processes. Would you be for or against a league-wide All-Star Game? Yeah, I mean, I'd be for it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, it, I guess it would depend, like, what it – what that looks like, what it, what it, uh, what it, what the cost would be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, why wouldn't you be for that? I mean, recognizing the good, the good players in the league and getting them all on the same field, that'd be pretty cool. I would love that. And then getting maybe a cool venue for it. Like, uh, one of the better ball fields down here. Yeah. Uh, I was, this is all ideas that I want to pitch to Dave. I'd love to do a, a Saturday night where we get, that we can get the fans to, to, you know, families to come hang out. We can do stuff, um, talk to a, to a venue. Maybe they can sell concessions. We can turn it into a full event. Um, I'd love to make it where it's something that I could stream, that I could do commentary and have like a revolving door of players and managers join me on the commentary stuff. Um, my goal though, is hopefully that we can get Dave to agree to some kind of formatting. Um, I want something where every team Gets it gets at least one all star. I think that there's there there should be a representation from all eighteen. Teams. Well, I think I think if you're gonna do it, you got to do it that way. You have to do. I mean, you you should do it. I mean, in this league, I mean, I'm not saying that this is across the board. That's how all star games. Should no, work. for it sure. It should be like it should be at least I think three people from each team. My original thought process was two to three, and then you could have uh, the manager yeah. if you needed to bring in another guy or two. The manager could pick uh, another member or two from his roster. Yeah. Um, so if like so hypothetically, say say we'll just use Del Rey and we'll use us. You know, we 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 fantasy draft or we draft based off of whoever's available. And then if you think you need another guy or two, you could bring on a guy or two from your team that you think is the next is the next up in that list. Um, I just think it'd be fun to to get out there. I think it'd be fun to to have uh different guys playing you know with with other people you know i'd love to see an infield that's got a uh like a you behind the plate a melly at third uh eddie from the nationals at at shortstop um you know uh you could have buck at first from the diamondbacks you could have um thick playing uh, anywhere in the field from the nat like i just think it'd be fun to see how different guys you know, ball players could mesh, and, and it'd just be fun to recognize those. Guys. Oh yeah, I would, I would love that. That'd be awesome. All right, so that's the hope is that I can get Dave to to buy into my idea. Um, so hopefully, I can pitch that to him next week. I'm coming up with Dave, all my Dave ideas. Dave seems like a reasonable guy. I'm sure he'll uh, he'll hear you out. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to write up down my all my ideas though, so I can get it like 100 percent hammered out with with my thoughts. Because yeah. I think if I think if we can get come with a direct plan. I think we got a better shot at getting it, uh, getting it passed. But I think, uh, I think the All Star Game would be fun. I think it'd just be something different. It'd be nice to acknowledge the guys. You know, we do have the MVP award. We do have the Cy Young Award now. It'd be nice to award those to those guys in like a pregame ceremony before we go live with first pitch. I just think it'd be a fun, different uh, thing, uh, crinkle to add to the league. Yep, I agree, man. I'm with you on that one. Hell yeah. Um, you got anything else you want to plug before I let you get out of here? Oh man, no, I guess uh, I guess that's it. Um I appreciate you having me, man. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you sharing your story. Um anybody who knows anyone that needs help, please don't hesitate to reach out to Ken. Um if you don't have him on Facebook, he is floating around the ball field. 
Uh, he's got a great program up there. He'd be more than glad to help you guys out. Please don't hesitate. Um, Ken, I appreciate you coming on with me, buddy. I will see you Sunday. Um, as always, I appreciate it, man. Yep. Good luck to all the teams this week. Later on, Thank- brother. Thanks, Ken. Later. All right, again, thanks to Ken Link III for coming on with me on a little bit of short notice as Dave's work schedule made it a little bit chaotic for me to be able to get him on. But I have talked to Dave. The plan is for uh, next week's episode. It may become a two-part episode because he's got some stuff he wants to talk about. I obviously have some stuff that I want to talk about, a.k.a. the All-Star Game, as well as some other things that you guys have talked about on the show or have pulled me aside to talk about. So that's going to be a fun episode. It might become a two-parter. We'll see uh, We'll see how long I go with Dave. Um, so let's get into the previews for this week's game. Uh, nine games in total, five in the 9 a.m. slot, four in the 12.30 slot. We'll start from the St. Lucia's quad complex. St. Lucia's field number one, it is the winless Panthers at 0-9. I have them at plus 265, playing the 9-0 Reds, who I have at minus 210 with an over-under of 13.5. My prediction here is going to be Reds by a final score of 14-2. At St. Lucia's field number two, I have the Caribbean Stars, who I have going off at minus 130. They're taking on the Angels, who I have at plus 145, with a final score of uh, over-under prediction of 11 and a half runs. Uh, I will take the Caribbean Stars' final score here, 8-4. to four. In St. Lucia's field number three, it is the Beach Bums. I have them at minus 105, taking on the Los Padres, who I also have going off at minus 105. This game could really go either way. Over-under in this game, I have at 7.5. I'm going to take Los Padres by a final score of 3-2. to two. I think this is going to be a pitching duel between Mike and between Mikey, um, if that's the route that the Padres decide to go on the mound. Um, I'm interested to check this game out. Might leave a little early to catch the final of this one because the Tribe has a 12-30 slate. So we'll see uh, how my body feels after a long day Saturday. The Derby Sluggers at plus 135, taking on the Hurricanes, who I have at minus 120. Over under in this game, 10.5. I'm going to take the Hurricanes by a final score of 6-2. to two. And finally, from West Boynton, the final game of the 9 a.m. slate sees the Warriors, who I have at plus 170, taking on the Heat at minus 165 with an over under of 12.5. I'm going to take the Heat here by a final score of 10-4. to four. The 12:30 slate, all from the St. Lucia's Quad Complex. Field number one, the Astros at plus one. Tony taking on the Sugar Kings, who I have at minus one ten, with an over under of seven and a half. I'm going to take the Astros here by a final score of four to three. The Diamondbacks at plus one ten after their walk off win, taking on the Marlins, who went two and zero. I have the Diamondbacks at plus one ten. I have the Marlins at minus one fifteen, with an over under of ten and a half. I'm going to take the Marlins here by a final score of 5-4. to four. Uh, The Red Sox at minus 105 versus the Tribe at plus 110. Uh, I have the over-under in this game at 8.5. I'm going to stay uh, impartial and not give my prediction here because as a member of the Tribe, don't really think that's the right thing to do. I've said that before. I'm going to stick to that guns here. So those are the lines for that game. And finally, in the game that I have billed as my game of the week, it is the leaders in the American and National Division Facing off, I have the Thunder at plus 120 versus the Nationals at minus 120 with an over-under in this game at 9.5. Give me the Nationals by a final score of 3-1 to one to win this game and stay undefeated. I think this game has the ability to go either way. I think this game is going to be a fun game to keep my eye on from our dugout. So if you see me kind of lost in, in 
uh, translation during uh, the Tribe game. It's probably because I got my eyes stuck on this game because um, I think this game is going to be uh, one of the better games uh, of the week. I think it's going to be one of the better games that we have on the schedule, uh, so it should be a lot of fun. That is the preview and the Vegas betting lines of the week that is coming up from the ball, the, the Palm Beach Baseball League. We're going to go to the power rankings now. Again, Ivani's not with me, so I don't have his power rankings, so we're just going to rip through mine real quick. Uh, 18th, unfortunately, I still have the Panthers as they are the only winless team in the league. 17, I have the Warriors. 16, I have the Angels. 15, I have the Derby Sluggers. 14, the Caribbean Stars. 13, I have the Heat. The Astros are at 12. The Sugar Kings are at 11. The Red Sox sitting in 10th. The Diamondbacks in 9th. Tribe in 8th. The Hurricanes 7th. Los Padres in 6th. The Beach Bums in our number 5 spot. 4th place, I have the Palm Beach Thunder. 3rd, I have the Marlins. Second, I have the Reds, and in first place still, I have the Delray Nationals. The top three go unchanged for the second consecutive week. Uh, That's it, guys. That's the show. It's been a lot of fun recording these with you, uh, giving me all your guys' feedback. I appreciate it. Uh, Anybody who's listening to this that I have not been on air with um, that has anything to add about the All-Star Game, please reach out to me either on Instagram, FatKidsCertifiedSE, or on Twitter, uh, you can find me there at they call me burn or on Facebook if you're my friend on there. Um, I'll answer any DMs on any of those uh, so that you guys can reach out to me with any of your All Star Game ideas. Also, um, once I figure out how long the Dave met, uh, interview is going to be, I'm going to reach out to a couple of you guys that I know I said I want to get on the show. Uh, Jeff from the Heat, as well as uh, Noah from the Derby Sluggers. So, guys, just bear with me. Uh, If you want, send me a message, and I'll try to schedule you guys on an episode in the next coming weeks uh, just so I have a tentative plan. And anyone else that wants to be on the show, please reach out to me. I'd love to have anybody and everybody on the show. I'm actually currently working on something to where maybe I can get uh, the show released in English as well as Spanish. I'm I'm trying to figure out if I can do that, trying to figure out if there's a program that that I can work with to kind of make it uh, friendly for everybody in the league because I want everybody to be involved in this. I think this is a fun thing. I think a lot of people are uh, enjoying what I'm doing and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And I enjoy giving you guys uh, a little bit of uh, fantasy land where you guys can come out and hang out and talk to me. And, you know, again, I got the pleasure of meeting Matt from the Warriors in person for the first time. Uh, Stopped me at our game on Sunday, you know, got to introduce himself Appreciate that. Anyone who doesn't know me, uh, I'm the short fat kid that wears number 42 on Tribe. Uh, if you see me sitting around and you want to come talk to me about the show or you want to throw your name in the hat to be on the show, please come up, talk to me. I'll be more than glad to uh, to share some information with you guys. Um, other than that, that's the show. I appreciate you guys for hanging out with me. I appreciate you guys for enjoying this stuff that I've been doing. Um, it's a lot of fun. I will see you guys, though, very soon on the Diamond. Uh, until next week's show where I'm back with Ivani and hopefully I am joined by Dave Sally. Uh, It's been Sunny Days and Double Plays, a Palm Beach baseball podcast. I'm Mikey B. Everybody stay safe. Uh, Love your, hug your loved ones. Tell everybody that you love them.